OPEC Plus Strikes Back, October 9, 2022. Recently, Shell's CEO commented that China had added more coal production capacity during the third quarter than Shell's entire global energy production. It is a response to high prices. We don't often write about coal because we're not invested in it. Prices have more than doubled over the past year, although were lower in September. The Fed St. Louis series shown is through August. Unburdened by ESG and not visited by Greta, only China can explain how this is consistent with curbing CO2 emissions. If they do start falling as promised in 2030, it will likely be from a higher level than they currently project. Interestingly, coal prices compared with crude oil on a BTU equivalent basis recently converged for the first time in at least 30 years. They're not direct substitutes other than in some cases for power generation. Relative to coal, crude oil is historically cheap. The Biden administration does not see it this way, but OPEC Plus does. Aramco chief executive Amin Nasser recently warned people are focusing on what will happen to the demand if recession happens in different parts of the world. They are not focusing on supply fundamentals. At the same conference, Shell chief executive Ben Van Buren said current high prices do not easily translate into a shift in capital allocation, given it can take decades for oil and gas projects to produce and start paying off. Predicting commodity prices isn't easy, but it does seem that for crude oil, the risks are skewed to the upside. Recession fears are widespread, but it's still not the most likely outcome. The actual drop in OPEC plus output is likely to be around 1.2 million barrels per day, rather than the 2 million barrels per day advertised, because several countries are already struggling to produce at their current quota. Nonetheless, Goldman Sachs raised their estimate for crude by $10 to $110 for this quarter and $115 next quarter. Price risks are skewed potentially even higher, says Damien Kervalin, head of energy research. Growth capex has been falling for several years, and as Shells Van Buren noted, lead times are long. Energy security has suddenly become a priority for Europe following years of policies based on the unsteady foundation that supply would always be there. Without betraying a smile, OPEC Secretary General Haitham Al-Ghai noted that energy security has a price as well. He could have added disingenuously that the higher prices OPEC is engineering will stimulate additional investment in future production, something Western governments are loath to do. Bloomberg columnist Javier Blas wrote, Currently, oil investment is geared toward a world of stagnant or even falling demand, in line with climate change goals to slash fossil fuel emissions. The problem is that oil demand not only isn't declining, but so far this year it's increasing. This is why Goldman's head of commodity research, Jeff Curry, argues that the ESG movement is impeding the CAPEX cycle response that would normally follow high prices. See, liberal energy policies remain good for investors. Remember to hug a climate protester and drive them to their next protest. Unlike most OECD countries, Britain has recognized that they need more energy that is reliable. They recently made more licenses available to drill for oil and gas in the North Sea. On cue, Greenpeace announced they would be filing a court challenge confirming the Curry Doctrine linking ESG with reduced supply and higher prices. In the U.S., the number of drilled but uncompleted wells, known as ducks, continues to slide, 
reflecting maintained capital discipline by U.S. E&P companies and skepticism that concern about oil and gas supply will last beyond next month's midterm elections. For casual observers, energy has been an underperforming sector until recently. It may surprise some to learn that over the past three years, midstream energy infrastructure, as defined by the American Energy Independence Index, has beaten the S&P 500 by 4.3% per annum. Over the past five years, the underperformance gap has narrowed to 1.9% per annum. At the end of last year, the American Energy Independence Total Return Index, trailing five-year return, lagged the S&P 500 by a whopping 14.7% per annum. On current trends, it won't be long before pipelines will be ahead of the S&P 500 on this measure. Third quarter earnings season should provide further evidence of strong dividend coverage, continued growth in cash flows, improving leverage, and restrained growth capex. In addition, the direct link to PPI incorporated in many pipeline contracts provides protection against inflation. In a sea of red ink this year, the sector is an uncommon source of green.